Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzbeer Sportscast. I'm your host, Perry Mortinos. And today, guys, we have a great episode on tap for you guys. So let's get right into it. So, first off, obviously, we've got the World Cup going on in Qatar right now. And I'm not going to talk a lot about it solely because. Um, I don't know a ton about soccer. I mean, I know, you know, the big players, big teams. My prediction for this World Cup, by the way, is Brazil. But I'm not going to talk a lot about it, just solely because, you know, I don't want to give you guys any, you know, false analysis that could be wrong. So I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about soccer. But I do have Brazil winning it. I personally love watching the World Cup. I think it's one of the greatest events in sports i don't know if you guys remember but we actually did a um a draft day with the best sporting events and i took the world cup at number one overall and i mean you you probably see people now even here in the united states people are glued to the world cup um it i mean obviously europe loves it south america loves it um to a lesser extent asia but here you know Especially in the fall where this is going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt the World Cup rings a little bit here. Um, Solely because, you know, you've got the NFL on. You've got the NBA and NHL on than where it usually is in in the summer. But there's still... I've seen a lot more people watching the World Cup than I did four years ago. Which which I really, really like to see. Because I think... I, I enjoy watching soccer and I enjoy watching the World Cup because I think it's a completely different atmosphere for then for then when these players are playing for these clubs because you know they all of these guys have a strong sense of nationalism and it means a lot to these guys to play for their country. But those are my thoughts on the World Cup. But let's get into the other form of football. Let's get into American football. So last week we had Coach JT on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But this week. Um, we're going to get back to football focused. Um, we've got three Thanksgiving games this week. So I don't know if you guys know this, but this is going to become uh, you guys. If you are listening, you probably know that it came out Wednesday at noon, not Thursday at noon, as it normally does, just because of the three Thanksgiving games. And one of these games is the Patriots Vikings game. Um, we will, as things start to pick up a little bit, um, I mean, the down the, we're coming down the home stretch. Um, these next, I mean, the Patriots have seven games left. Um, but we will try and get a little Celtics in there. We will get some NHL stuff in there as well. But I do want to bring up the Red Sox at some point. But with the with how baseball works, with just how slow everything is in baseball, we, in my opinion, we do have a little bit of time. Um, before you have to discuss anything relating to Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, we'll probably discuss that um, a little bit more mid-December-ish. But this is episode 96, guys, so you're almost at 100. But let's get into the New England Patriots' last game against the New York Jets, and then we'll also do some around the NFL a little bit here. Um, But starting with last week's game, look, 10-3 win against the Jets at home. Wins a win, right? Um, especially with this team, you can't be angry that you're not looking for style points from this team. 
Um, the Jets defense is very, very good. I, I've been impressed with the Jets defense. I think CJ Mosley had another great game. Um, I don't believe how many sacks they had total. I believe it was seven, two, three, four, five, six. It was six sacks, um, excuse me. But the Patriots, you know, you come into this game, this was a must. In my opinion, this was a must-win game for the Patriots. Um, because I do think the Jets are going to fade down the stretch just because they're the Jets. And let's just start with that kick return because how important was that punt return from Marcus Jones? Won them the game, saved them from going to overtime. But, I mean, it's such a Jets thing to do. Like, you're about to go to overtime. You're about to give yourself a shot. Just punt it out of bounds. There's 20, if you punt out of bounds, there's 20, 25 seconds left or so. Patriots have one timeout. They'll get the ball at like the 30. They're not going to try and do any. I wouldn't expect them to try and do anything. They're going to be a little conservative there, especially with the one timeout. Instead, you punt in. It was a good punt. It drove Marcus Jones back to the 16-yard line, but it wasn't high. It was kind of a line drive, and it was right in the middle of the field. And he made a couple people miss. It's good, good blocking all around. I didn't think that was a block in the back like some other people do. Good blocking all around. And, I mean, I... I I truly could not believe what I was watching when I watched that play because I've never seen that before. I mean, it's the first punt return touchdown in the league. There's just not many punt returns for touchdowns anymore. A lot of teams are preferring the fair catch. I was saying when he caught the ball, just go down, don't fumble. Just go down, don't fumble. And I'm so, so, so glad he didn't just go down because he he hands down won the Patriots this game. And what a massive win it was in the division Sweep the Jets, 14th straight win against the Jets. But let's start with the offense, the Patriots offense, that is. Mac Jones, 23 of 27, 246 yards. Damian Harris leading rusher with 8 carries for 65 yards. Ramondre Stevens had 15 carries for 26 yards. Ramondre Stevenson was also the leading receiver with 6 catches for 56 yards. And Matthew Gion added another 1.5 sacks in this game. From the offensive point of the ball, I thought I thought this was a step forward. I, I truly did. I thought this was a step forward for Mac Jones. And they only put three offensive points in this game. But I thought they were moving the ball better. I thought it looked a little more cohesive. Mac Jones was being smart with the football. I think there were times where he could have thrown it away and not taken sacks. I think there's no doubt about that. But... It just looked like a better game from this group. I am concerned with their red zone. It seems as soon as they go to the opponent 35, they just stall. I don't know if it's Matt Patricia saying they're fine with a field goal. I, I don't know what it is, but that's where I feel the play calling is exposed because I have a feeling if somebody were to break down the stats from their 25 to their 40, they'd be a decent offense. Not great, but decent. But then once they hit the 35, I mean... It's, it's been bad. It's been really, really bad. I mean, this team just has not been able to punch it in. And I'm hoping that changes. I th hope it will. Um, I hope it will change as soon as Thanksgiving Day against the Minnesota Vikings in primetime. But that's a big concern for this team. I did, th I did think that they moved the ball a lot better, though. And then, the for me, the biggest worry on this offense, as it has been for quite some time, is this offensive line because you you lost David Andrews to thigh injury? It appears like it's going to be serious. Cole Stranger thought had a better game than he has lately, 
But you also, Trent Brown got benched for coach's reason. You had to bring Yannicka just because Isaiah Wing got hurt. At right tackle, it's, it's just a mess. This offensive line is the problem right now. And I wonder how they're going to get through. I mean, the Vikings don't have the greatest pass rush of all time. But then you've got to go against the Bills. And the Bills have Von Miller. Then the Cardinals, you have J.J. Watt. Then the Raiders, you have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Then you got to go against the Bengals with T, um, Trey Hendrickson there. Then you go against the Dolphins, who just acquired Bradley Chubb. Well, not just acquired, but relatively just acquired Bradley Chubb, as well as Emmanuel Ogba. And then you go back to the Bills. The pass rushing is going to speed up here, and I think the Jets' pass rushing is the best that they face. I do think it will get a little better this week, but... I'm very, very concerned about this offensive line because Mac Jones is a pocket quarterback. He's not used to having to throw the ball on the run, and that's, that's something that does worry me for this week's game. In terms of the Jets and their performance Sunday, Zach, Zach Wilson's the worst quarterback in the National Football League. There is no doubt in my mind just his pure... inability to play the quarterback position effectively. It it boggles my mind. It truly boggles my mind to just watch. I mean, 9 of 22 for 77 yards. I mean, come on, man. And then, I don't know if you guys had the pleasure, I should say, pleasure, of listening to his... Um, press conference after the game. Do you take responsibility? No. He's a bust, and he's not good. And that's another concern for me for this Patriots defense is what happens when they actually face capable quarterbacks. Because, I mean, just let's go back to week one. I mean, they played two whose turn out have been really, really good, but they played two in week one. Mitch Trubisky in week two. Lamar Jackson in week three, who ate him up. Aaron Rodgers in week four, who admittedly didn't have a great game, but the Packers look a lot worse than expected. Jared Goff. Jacoby Brissett, Justin Fields, who went off against them, and who's been a lot better. I will say that about Justin Fields. I've been pleasantly surprised with his performance. Really, that starts as the Patriots game. But then Zach Wilson. Then you go to Sam Ellinger, and then back to Zach Wilson. I mean, that's... That's bad. That's bad. And now, closing stretch, Kirk Cousins... Capable quarterback, Josh Allen, obviously, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, two again. Josh Allen, you could argue that those have been those will be the sixth best quarterback that the Patriots will face all year. Um, maybe outside of Lamar Jackson, I would put a couple of those guys above Lamar Lamar Jackson above a couple of those guys and Aaron Rodgers, but it's a big I'm a little worried. Um my hanging you this week's game. Primetime game, so Kirk Cousins can't play in primetime, which I think does give the New England Patriots an advantage a little bit. It's a short week. Again, advantage for the New England Patriots. Vikings are banged up. Patriots are as well. My X factor for this game is wide receiver Devontae Parker because I think the Vikings secondary is you can go at them. You can attack this Vikings secondary. And I think Patrick Peterson is going to see a lot of Jacoby Myers. And I think whatever, one of these guys. Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, maybe one of these guys, Ty- Tyquan Thornton, 
one of these guys is going to have to step up and make a play. I just chose Devontae Parker because I think he's the most talented receiver out of those four. I wouldn't be surprised to get Ty- to see Tyquan Thornton have a good game as well, but I think it's going to be very important that one of these secondary receivers has a good game because I think it's going to be I think this game this game could become a shootout. I don't think it will, but it could become a shootout, something that um the Patriots need to prepare for and if Jacoby Myers is not able is not open most of the time. I think that Devontae Parker and Nelson Aguilar, one of these guys has got to get open. Key matchup for this game is the Minnesota wide receivers versus the New England secondary. This is going to be a test for the Patriots. They haven't faced bad wide receivers. Let's just run through Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson, at the time, George Pickens slash Chase Claypool. Ravens had Rashad Bateman. Mm. Packers, Alan Lazard. Lines, Amon Ra. I think Amon Ra was actually out for that game. Excuse me. Um, I believe their number one receiver was Josh Reynolds. Amari Cooper. Darnell Mooney. Garrett Wilson. Michael Pittman. Garrett Wilson. This week, you got Justin Jefferson. And Adam Thielen. I think the Patriots are going to try and limit Justin Jefferson. I just think Justin Jefferson is too good. This is going to be a test for Jalen Mills, the Green Goblin, Jack Jones, the rookie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Marcus Jones get some runs in slot corner instead of Miles Bryant. Um, it's going to be also a test for Jonathan Jones on the outside as well. This is where the game's going to be won in my eyes because Kirk Cousins, I think, he's Kirk Cousins. I think he's right at the 12th, 13th best quarterback in the league. And I think he has been for some time, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think with a good enough supporting cast. I mean, just look at who the Vikings have. I already mentioned Jefferson and Thielen, but they also have Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook goes down. Um, KJ Osborne as their third wide receiver. They they have a good, good, good talent at the skill positions. And I think that's where that's what Kirk Cousins needs to be able to succeed. And I could see Kirk Cousins getting just enough of these passes to these wide receivers and letting them run a little bit and get some yards after the catch where the Patriots are in trouble. But that's my key matchup because I think if the secondary can shut down the wide receivers, if Dalvin Cook runs for 150 yards, I think that's a win for the New England Patriots because as long as there's not any big gains. Because if it's 25 carries, 150 yards, I think that's a decent-sized win for the Patriots because that means that the game's speeds the game's a little shorter um, it will go by a little quicker, give the Vikings less opportunities, and I think that's what the Patriots want. So I think the main focus should be taking away these wide receivers. But my game prediction, I've missed Soda 27-17. I think Justin Jefferson's going to be the MVP, and I think Justin Jefferson's going to have a re- relatively mediocre game by his standards. I do. I don't think it's going to be, you know, uh... 15 catch, 200-yard outing. I don't think it's going to be that. But I think he could have seven receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. And I think that he's just too good to be able to limit him the whole game. And I'm interested to see what happens. But he is my MVP for this game. And I have the Patriots swing 27-17. So as I mentioned here, we have some time before I want to get a new quick pick. Um, Before we do that, just want to mention my fantasy picks. My breakout was Tyler Boyd. I'm giving myself a loss. Didn't give up a good performance. AJ Brown was my bust. That did hit, so I'm giving myself a win. So that improves my fantasy record at eight, seven, and seven. 
Last week, I also went 10-4 and four with picks, making my record 92-72. and 72. We are closing in on that 100 wins. So this is 100th win. So this is what I want to do. We have about four minutes before I want to get started in a quick pick. So my game plan is to just run through some of these teams that the Patriots are going to be battling with as this season kind of comes down to the wire. I think there's really nine teams. In the AFC playoff picture, I'm taking out the Colts. I'm taking out the Jaguars, Raiders, Browns, Broncos, Steelers, Texans. I'm taking out... So that leaves the Patriots. So basically, it's the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, the Patriots. The Bengals, the Jets, the Chargers. And that's where I'm going to stop. I'm not going to include the Indianapolis Colts. But... What I want to do is just run through each team very quickly. Quick synopsis, what I think of the team and where I think they're going to finish. So the Chiefs, first of all, 8-2, big win against the Chargers last week. They they look a lot better. It's, but Holmes has somehow gotten better without Tyreek Hill, which is just ridiculous. Then you've got the Dolphins at the 2 right now. By the way, I did have the Chiefs winning the AFC West at the beginning. I'll try and give a midseason update as well. Um, the Dolphins are 7-3. I them sneaking into the playoffs as a 7 seed. It looks like they're going to be higher than the 7 seed. Two has been very, very good. Very, very awesome for this team. Then you've got the Titans at 7-3 and three as well. They've been a lot better than expected. I can't remember. I need to go back and look if I picked the Colts or the Titans in that division. But they have been better than expected um, in the 3 seed after starting 0-2. And, and then you've also got the Ravens at 7-3. and three. Look, um... Maybe the Ravens can make a run. I I like the Ravens this year. Um, I, I think that's just a team that knows how to win. Bills at the five seed, also seven three. Then you got the Patriots at the six seed at six and four. The Bengals are six and four. The Jets are six and four, and Chargers are five and five. So in terms of my prediction for the rest of the season, I think the Chiefs will stay at one. I expect the Dolphins to at least lose a couple more times. I don't know their schedule off the top of my head, but I expect the Bills to jump them. So I think the Bills are. Going to have a pretty good, and I think the Bills are going to finish 13 and 4. Um, and I think the Dolphins are going to finish at the best 12 and 5. So I have the Bills going to the 2. I think the Ravens are going to be able to jump the Titans and go to the 3 because I think that the Titans are going to have the advantage of resting some people. Now, this is where it gets interesting. I think the Dolphins are going to end up as the fifth wild card. I think the Bengals, who are my preseason pick to miss the playoffs, which is looking that's going to be pretty close. It's going to be pretty, pretty close. I think the Bengals are going to move up to seven, and I think the Chargers are going to... No, excuse me. The Bengals are going to move up to six. Chargers are going to move up to seven, kicking out the Patriots. I just think that's how it's going to end. I just don't have a lot of faith. I mean, just look at this closing stretch, right? If we want to run through it real quickly, Vikings, Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills... I mean, does 10 wins get you in? Maybe. Maybe. 10 wins is probably right on the line. That means that the Chargers would go 5-2, and two, and it's going to be close. The Jets would have to go 6-1 and one to leapfrog the Patriots because the Patriots now have the head-to-head. And the Chargers would have to go 4 uh, would Excuse me, would have to go 5-2. and two. I don't know their schedule off the top of my head or the tiebreaker on that. But let's say they lose to the Vikings, lose both games against the Bills. Can they beat the Cardinals, Raiders? 
Then you went four of the Vikings, Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. I think it would be it would be very 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 important if if they can win this game against the Vikings Thursday. I start liking their chances a little bit more. Then you've got the Bills and the Bills. Thursday night, they're also playing on Thanksgiving. We'll see about that one. Then you've got the Cardinals who look mortal and who I think the Patriots can beat. You've got the Raiders who haven't looked good. You've got the Bengals who that's going to be a massive game on Christmas Eve. That will be a massive game for wildcard implications. Then you've got the Dolphins and the Bills again. So, look, there's room here. But just sizing up, the, I mean, this AFC compared to the NFC, where the sixth, the seventh seed, excuse me, in the AFC is six and four. The seventh seed in the NFC is six and four as well with the Seahawks. But you've got the Bucks at five and five leading in division. The Commanders are right there at six and five. Falcons are only five and six. So there are. I I just think that the AFC has been much, much stronger this year. But let's head into quick pick. As I mentioned, we went 10-4 and four last week. No buys this week. So all 16 games for this week. Let's head right into it for week 12. Buffalo taking on Detroit in the traditional noon game for the Detroit Lions. Um, they've played in that, I don't know, it's got to be at least 100 straight years. Um, I have Buffalo in this one. Detroit, I believe they're on a three-game winning streak, but I think Buffalo kind of gets back on the winning path right here. Giants taking on Dallas. And Dallas always plays on Thanksgiving as well. I have Dallas in this one. They looked really, really, really good against the Vikings last week. Something else that factored that I'll talk about in a second, but they, I mean, 43 slaughtering of the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. They looked really, really good. They, that defense is legit for sure. Cowboys, watch out. If they can if they can stay out of their own way, they can be really, really good this season. Patriots taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings, this is another reason why I picked the Vikings 27-17. Um in this Thursday night in this Thursday night cap. I I, I just can't see them game losing twice in a row after starting as hot as they did. I just don't um think that's going to happen. I don't expect that to happen. Houston Texans taking on the Miami Dolphins. I mean, come on. The Miami Dolphins are coming off a bye. I like the Dolphins at this one. I don't think this is going to be that bad. Um, I, I think this could be a big one. I like the Dolphins in this one. Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Tennessee Titans. This is going to be a really, really good game. Really, really good game. I'm looking forward to watching this one Sunday at 1 p.m. I think the Bengals are going to win, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Titans are able to pull this one out. Um, they always play the Bengals tough. Uh, they did lose to them in the AFC Divisional round last year. Um, but I do like the Bengals in this one. Denver Broncos taking on the Panthers in this week's Toilet Bowl game of the week. I chose this one over some other noticeable excuse me, ones that we will get to a little bit later, but... I, I like Denver in this one. I picked the Raiders last week. Um, that was a very, very good pick. I'm proud of myself because they came back and won. Um, so, very, very good week um, in terms of picks. But I think Denver's going to beat Carolina. Carolina's really not that good. I mean, come on. Baker Mayfield is the second-worst quarterback in the league behind Zach Wilson. Chicago Bears taking on the New York Jets. I have the Jets in this one. They'll get back on track. They can beat the bad teams. 
Justin Fields, though, could give this New York Jets defense some problems. So I would watch out for that, but I do like the Jets here. Falcons taking on the Washington Commanders in Washington. I like the Falcons in this one. Um, I think they're going to be just a little bit better than the Commanders, but the Commanders under Taylor Heineke is a much, much different team than Carson Wentz, and it's been really, really fun to watch. Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I like the Bucks in this one. Cleveland has impressed me. They just lost to Buffalo. I mean, they actually put up a decent fight um, for having their game move from Buffalo to Detroit last week. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy snowstorm. But I do like the Bucks in that one. Baltimore taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars coming off a bye. I like the Ravens in this one, though. I do think that they will do enough to win this game. I just... Trevor Lawrence, I think the jury's still out on him as well. Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks coming off the bye have historically been a pretty good team coming off the bye under Pete Carroll. I think they're gonna they've had a little bit of a slide here. I think that stops this week. They beat the Vegas Raiders. Los Angeles Tar- Chargers taking on the Arizona Cardinals, and arguably the two teams that have underachieved the most this season. Um, probably not the Chargers. I mean, they're still fine. Five. I like the Chargers in this one. I just think the Cardinals have been really, really bad. New Orleans State's taking on the Niners. Niners have been an absolute wagon since picking up CMC. They've looked really, really good in pretty much every single game they've played. I like them in this one as well. New Orleans has a lo- some stuff to figure out even after getting that big win against the Los Angeles Rams last week. Speaking of the Rams, Rams taking on the Chiefs in at Arrowhead Stadium. I like the Chiefs in this one. This could be a bloodbath, um, especially if Matthew Stafford doesn't play. Green Packers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. I like the Eagles in this one. Green Bay hasn't really shown me much of anything. Eagles got me a little worried last week. Um, almost lost to the Indianapolis Colts, who we will talk about in just a minute. But I do like the Eagles in this one. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Indianapolis Colts. This was my under content, other contender for toilet bowl game of the week. But I ended up going with the um, Denver Broncos Carolina Panthers game. I like Indy in this one. I think they look like a new team under Jeff Saturday. My breakout for this week, Jalen Waddle of the Miami Dolphins facing the Houston Texans. And my boss, David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears taking on the New York Jets. But guys, that'll do it for me today. Guys, as always, thank you for listening. Please visit www.fromballparks.com. Our Instagram is there. Our email is there. Our Twitter is there. Guys, please, if you want to get in contact with us, just DM or email us. Um, Please, we'd love to hear from you. Positive or negative feedback, segment ideas, maybe you just want to talk about sports or even be on the show. I'm sure we could figure something out. But that'll do it for me today, guys. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Perry Mortino signing out with the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.